Hey friends, thank you for tuning in to the Occlusal Table, where we bridge dentistry with business, culture, and current events. I'm your host, Taylor Jackson, and if you like what you hear, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Pod, and be sure to share with your friends, family, and colleagues. So for today with our Match Day series, we will be taking a deeper look into prosthodontics residencies and how to match into your top program. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Jocelyn Cohen. I am a fourth year at Meharry Medical College and about to start my PROS journey. Excited, ready, and broke, but good. Yo, 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 you already know who it is. This is Dr. Well, soon to be Dr. Bradley Eway, also a fourth year at Meharry Medical College, right? And also about to begin the process, the process journey with my fellow, or my fellow, uh, damn, I, I just lost all train of thought. <laughs> with my fellow classmate, Jessalyn Cohen. And yeah, we're about to get it, about to shake the room. All right, there we go. There we go. Got our prosthodontist in the building. Woo. Okay, you know, doing things that I definitely don't want to do. So, um, so let's go ahead and start with um, your dental journey. Like, um, what did it take for you to get to dental school? Uh, what made you interested in pros? Uh, what was your dental journey like? Did you take gap years? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Let me. So my dental journey didn't begin as a dental journey. It first began as a medical journey. Um, It was in my third year in undergrad. I was in a program called CHAMP. Um, That was pretty much like almost a guaranteed seat in a medical school as long as you do um, certain requirements and um, scores. Um, I didn't get the scores that um, they looked for. And also when I went to some of the interviews for some of the schools, and the vibe was kind of off. So then I tried to apply for dentistry because I was like, I still want to be able to do something. I, I definitely want to be in medicine. Let me see what dentistry is looking at. I took the DAT. Um, I did okay. Um, okay enough to get me in school. You already know. <laughs> Dreams could come true. Um, but yeah, after I got into school, uh, I'm, I was very a facilitated learner. Um, I initially came and for all surgery, because I, uh, when going through the med route, I was looking at like tons of like ortho surgeons, cardiac surgeons, neurosurgeons. So I just knew that surgery was in my blood. And so, and I think during the first year, we didn't really get to see all the specialties, but I think on our transition to second year, that's when the specialties started to introduce themselves and saying like, hey, come through, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we didn't really have like, yeah, my Harry you know, a pros, you know, group. It was just um a man just the OGs themselves, you know what I mean, Dr. Dr. Davis and Dr. Tyus, you know, who are just, you know, smooth with the hands. And I think I took my CBSC for oral surgery, didn't do so hot, um, due to some um trauma that happened um during that time. Um and so I was just like, mm, you know what, studying for the CBSC, it, it takes a lot of time out of me. Let me see what's up. Then I had a um, a little angel to my to my left um, kept saying like, hey, 
you're really good at pros. I think you should go into pros, right? If y'all don't know who the angel is, yeah, it's Taylor, my um, my seat neighbor. Um, <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, you should really go into pros. I was like, I, I don't know. And we'll see what's going down. But during our third year, that's when we actually had the chance to go into our specialty classes and learn and, you know, take tests and stuff. But the heaviest class that we were in was pros. So when I looked in pros, I was like, oh, okay, this is nice. I like I like the busy work. This is cool. And so even when researching pros, I found out that pros had a maxillofacial component. And I was just like, oh, this is perfect. And so then I try to get close to my classmates. I found out the, you know, the queen with the hands, which is just Link, right? And so we were both like geeked up to be just like, okay, you know what, pros, process the move. Let's see what's going down. I know I'm going to be doing more surgeries than her, but when it comes down to aesthetic and also function, right, I definitely came to the right person. So it, it felt good. And when we applied, um, to school, we applied to the same schools. Um, it was crazy that we actually got into the schools that we wanted to get into, which was awesome. And so now it's just ready for the next step. So mine is totally different. I did not take any breaks. So I'm exhausted mentally, physically, every aspect, exhausted. So I came straight from Oakwood University as my undergraduate, um, did biochemistry. Um, I first started with my dad because he was like, pick something that if you change your mind, you'll be fine, whatever. Because I first wanted to do pharmacy and I was in a club and it was the most boring thing ever. And I was like, no, this is not for me. Okay. And my brother was the one that was like, you're a little artsy, try dentistry. It's a little random because he didn't tell me about um, other things, but artsy, that pushed me. I was like, okay. And that actually worked out. I was like, okay, I, I think I like this. So I was in the dental club, seemed good. And then applying was interesting because I didn't realize how expensive it was. But as soon as you start, don't step back because you're going to stay broke. And if you don't continue, you won't be able to pay back what you asked for. But it's okay. It's all good. As long as you get in, you'll be straight. But um, so I got into two schools um, and I really weighed how much money I got. And my hair gave me the most and it was cheaper. So I was like, okay, perfect. I'll be fine. Um, so when I started dental school, I... Actually, I didn't know if I wanted to specialize. And honestly, I probably didn't want to because since I didn't take a break. So um, I was legit was like, I just want let's do this. But I, I realized I like the lab work. So the lab work and knowing I like to work with my hands, knowing that I liked doing my own work and not sending it out to the lab. I thought I was like, how did I do this? Yeah. No, no, I'm skipping. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> so when we got, when we had uh, more faculty with process actually was, was the second part um, that pushed me to process. So we um, gained faculty um, who were actually practicing and um, our head of chair, head of restorative is a prosthodist. 
So um, talking to them and shadowing um, the practicing prosthodontist pushed me toward pros. Um, and then, yeah, now we're here. I'm going to Ohio State. Excited. <laughs> and um, thankful that some of it will be paid two years, thankfully, with the fellowship. So I will further emphasize I'm still broke, but not as broke as I can be. <laughs> So then with going into choosing which schools to apply for, right, was it location for you guys? Was it, um, are all PROS residencies two years or are they three years or how many years are they for PROS? Um, Like what was the criteria when selecting the schools to apply to? So for instance, um, at Meharry, we have a small class. I appreciated that. So I wanted to be in a small um, class as well whenever I went to residency. So um, class size for um, Ohio was three um, people. Others had maybe max eight. You correct me if I'm wrong, Bradley, but um, max eight. But I, or I appreciate the smaller class, so I applied to smaller programs. But with that, it's more competitive as well. So you have to, um, another thing, go back to money. I'm sorry, y'all. I wanted to be paid, but most of the PROS programs are tuition-based. Um, so since I'm already in debt, like about 300000 I wanted to to not have to ma- um, have paid more than a hundred thousand for the three years. So it's three years for the program. Um, I didn't want to pay more than a hundred thousand for the three years together. So if it was like a hundred thousand per year, I was like, I'm not even going to try. I know I cannot. Oh, I cannot do that. No. So that was another factor. Location wise, I was fine with going anywhere. Um, but some people say, like, for instance, there was like a program I applied to um, West Los Angeles, um, the VA. Um, people would always say it's so hard, difficult to live in Cali. So if you can't tolerate um, certain locations like New York or Cali, just cancel them out if you have to. But um, other than that, I think those are my top criteria. Yeah, just to piggyback off, yeah, like, I think the spots was about, like, three, yeah, about three to eight. Like, for me, my residency um, is five of us. Um, When it comes down to, like, applying, it was actually quite shocking to me. I think when applying, that's when we actually kind of uh, had a clear vision of to see who our competition really was. Because you really think that it's like you're just um, competing against the people and you know, the different dental schools around America. But, you know, that's a, actually a bullcrap lie. You're actually fighting against the world, right? Which is wild to me because you know, I got some people from um, Saudi Arabia. I got some people from Tha- um, Thailand who was in my class too. And to think that like, oh man, this is actually like, yo, they really were fighting, you know, to come over here and try to get a spot. And these majority of some of these people are already experienced, you know, I already have like a smooth, maybe three to five years of just practice under their belt alone. And, you know, they're trying to get them into a spot. Location, I'm always the same way. I didn't really care about like where I was at. 
Um, but location is important on the person that you are. If you are like a very social person, then I'll definitely will say that, you know, go to a city or a county or anywhere to be like, okay, there's things to do that's popping. You know what I mean? If you're more of like a homebody, you don't really care about really going out, then a more rural area would be like kind of like your standard. Uh, when it came down to the payment and stuff, I forgot if my program pays, but yeah, majority of them are. I was called tuition based, which does kind of suck. <laughs> Sucks heavy because you know after you already have now become a doctor right which a lot of people need to understand that like once you're a residency you're a doctor now you know what i mean it's you definitely want to you know just a little, a little taste of the doctor money yeah it's a little you know just a little tab you know what i mean but applying was a bit difficult because there was like an extra layer when it came to pros that you have to see that how, where, like how their facilities is ran. Are they like an old school facility? They do everything by the books. Everything is basic. Or are they like more into technology? We only do CAD CAM. We don't touch that other stuff. You know what I mean? Like this is how we, we run too. So if you are a person that wants to be more hands-on, then you can find programs that actually are more in tune to that. And it will tell you to be just like, yeah, we do this, this, and that. Deal with it. Versus like my program, um, it's more techno, techno-based. techno So it's just like they got almost all the technology. Um, but I would prefer kind of like a good mix that you get an old school feel and also like a good dose of the technology because 3D printing is such a big deal now, especially for implants. I would like, you know, we definitely want to be a part of that type of frontier to be like, oh, you're already ahead of the implant game. But yeah. And I guess going into like the actual parts of the application, um, what was your CV like? Uh, did it have a whole bunch of like leadership, research, community service? Do programs like pros programs even really care about how involved you are? Or is it more so just clinical skills? What did you guys have on your CV that made you stand out? Man, uh, I had I had some good leadership. I had tons, tons of community service um, on my application. I believe they're looking for like people who who is okay with like time. Like you like to use a lot of time for like certain activities. If you see that you definitely do like outdoor things as like hobbies, like they want somebody who does hobbies at the same time doesn't work, you know, for a purpose. So they know that like, okay, cool. When you're placing to process, process a lot. A lot of people, you know, you are the lab itself. So whatever that you do, you got to, you know, be able to be, um, to produce it as well. So when they ask me certain questions, they'll be just like, you know, what activities do you like to do? I told them, this is like, oh, I like to dance and like that, that, that. And they looked at me like, oh my gosh, you dance? Well, see my cousin, tell me, my, this is the type of dance that they be doing. Like, just to see like, you know, if we, first if they could connect with you, right? And after that, they'll look from your application and be like, oh, I see that you do a lot of community service, right? And so it's like, why do you do that? Oh, I just like to give my time. They'll be like, okay, cool. And then it'll relate it to be like, well, 
yeah, this is going to take a lot of time from you. So I'm hoping that, you know, you could correlate what you do for it. But everything else, I will also letters of rec, I will say that's a huge, a huge ordeal, especially for the residency side. I think my letter of rec actually gave me more of like a push than almost anything else because it was just a, what we saw is that like there was a lot of a lot of prosthodontists know a lot of prosthodontists so they were just like oh oh what you going over there well let me <laughs> let me let me hit this person up and tell them like yeah yeah they good they good by me you know type of stuff right and i think that's what was the biggest push definitely letters of rec I also had a lot of volunteer work. Um, I feel like being well-balanced was probably what I felt like they needed to see as well. Um, Knowing that you can help people and also guide people um, was important. I did, I feel like, yes, volunteer work was most, but have a taste of everything. And if you, you know you'd have done a lot during dental school, have stuff that's relevant to what you're trying to do. Um, because I wanted to put stuff with the choir because I do sing, but that's not relevant to what I needed to do. <laughs> so think, um, have everything down, but kind of filter out what you need. Um, other than that, and I also put something that also has some something with pros. So I had shadowing on my um, CV. Um, and that, um, that person also wrote me a recommendation letter. So, um, and when you go to the interview, remember what you wrote on your CV, cause they will bring it up. So don't look crazy. Like this is not you. Oh, you didn't do this. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yes. But, um, I think that's it for CVs. Oh, and have somebody to edit. So I had my brother to edit cause he's, He's perfect. And he's right there. I don't have to pay nobody. But if you have to pay somebody, it's, it's worth it. Wow. As long as you have it, somebody to look at it, see any errors. Uh, extra eyes, always helpful. Um, yeah. So then what about your personal statement? Like, what was your story like? You know, do you think you talked more about your clinical experience? Did you talk more about you and like a past deep connection type of story? What was in your personal statement that made you stand out? Okay, so my personal statement, first have something that grabs their attention. Um, I, the main thing that started it all off for me was my mom's experience with the dentist, years of work she had to get done. And um, saying why, also saying why I wanted to do pros. Um, and also, yeah, what led me to it. That was all in the, what started um, the um, desire, what led me to it, like the steps to bring you closer to choosing pros and what difference you'll make as well. That was like my end result. Like why cross, why go doing the extra mile? If you don't, if you could do CEs courses, why do three years of more school? 
Um, and also have an editor. But um, be personable in your personal statement. It, they, people, I don't know if they really want to read a whole page of single space words, <laughs> sentences, but um, be interesting. Um, don't drag it. Um, um, since I'm not great with words, I feel like my brother was helping me like, I know what you're trying to say, but say it like this. So there's always ways to say this one thing um, and find the best way possible. But just let them see you. I think you're the one, whoever you are, you're one. <laughs> you're special already. It's just Yeah, uh, same. Like, my personal statement compared to how I got into dental school is definitely different, more clinical-based, because I wanted to try to, like, push on. Like, I I was exposed to PROS, right? And then that's what kind of led me on to go go forth with it. Um, um, but my... How... My like startup, my I guess my connection was is that like how I was brought up, I didn't really see a lot of smiles, especially within my country. And so dentistry is not in my country. And so what is it's in my country, but it's not prevalent because a lot of people don't take um oral hygiene that's you know serious. There's things called chewing sticks that if you haven't seen it, it's literally like a like a thin piece of wood that people will chew on make like little furry bristles off it and then use it to like, you know, brush their teeth. And it's like, oh man, like some people's teeth look so raggedy or even to such a point that if a tooth falls out to them, it's just like, eh, you know, it is what it is. So I was trying to be like, well, let me, you know, become a specialty that focused purely on not only aesthetic, but also function. So I could actually, you know, help the morbidity for these people's lives. So I go, hey, you know, hey, come on, you want some teeth? Then yeah, let me give you some teeth. You want some, you want some dentures? Let me go, let me go ahead and give you some choppers. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, I don't see somebody wants, when they want to read something, it has to be like this, you know, drama Bridgerton level of like, <laughs> of oh, dramatic, you know what I mean, type of stuff. Like, y'all you, you, seen that episode when it was like, they were just close to like, they just wiped eyes and it was just dramatic for a smooth three minutes. And they didn't even say nothing like that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to read that. Um, you, you definitely want to make it personable, have an emotional connection, but at the same time, get your point across because there's a lot of applications it should be like the first, the first paragraph or the first sentence should be like the, yo, let me grab your attention. This is what it is. You know what I mean? But, and once they read you, they'll be like, okay, I get a, under, a better understanding of who you are. Then they'll look at your um, CV to be like, oh, so this is what you have done. I think I like this person. Let me put this person to the side. If it, you know, you begin to start like on a, you know, cold evening on this, <laughs> Uh, next <laughs> immediately because it's like you're not it, it it you're trying to make a pity party versus them trying to be like yo we're trying to recruit you as not only our colleague we don't want to feel pity for you to meet for you to join us you know what i mean that doesn't 
that I don't know, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, when you do your personal statement, definitely get editors. Yeah, just land with my editor. Um, two of my friends were um my editor, and even sometimes my dad will like try to help me out. And he like if he just reads it, he's like, mm, I don't understand what you're telling to me. You know, like he mm, like I don't get it. I rewrite it. He's like, mm, I still don't get it. Right? <laughs> and so yeah, definitely get multiple people to read it so they can at least get what you're trying to say. So when you actually submit it, everything will be good. Cause I'll tell you, I'm lazy. Like I was, I was about to reuse my personal statement that I did for, um, for my Harry, you know, don't break. My <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But then it didn't make any sense because it could be like, they didn't read this. They'd be like, Oh, I see that you try to get into school, but you're already in school. So what, you know, what makes it different? That's it. But yeah. So then moving on from, you know, CVs and personal statements, uh, did you guys do any externships or if you didn't do externships, do you think like shadowing experiences really held um, a lot of weight in a part of your application? Man, go, go shadow. I, I I did not have the luxury of taking an externship. I wish I did, um, because the vibe. Because we were honestly, I would definitely say when it came down to getting the interviews from certain schools, right? I believe that we were blessed. We were lucky because we had schools that had such cool energy, especially the program directors, um, and we got lucky. But I think it would have been a better experience if we actually kind of worked there and kind of saw a little bit, you know, of what the heat is like and also with that environment to be like, oh, okay, so this is the energy that I'm coming into. I bet because if you don't experience it at least a little bit, a lot that's why I feel a lot of people will have problems of staying within their residency because they're just like, I hate it here. I'm, you know, I want to get out, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I think, Externing is definitely important, if especially if you're, that's something that you're interested in. Um, shadowing, if we, um, we sh that, yeah, shadowing also um, just to get a, um, just to get a, um, you know an outward point of view versus you seeing in the school side. And the shadowing experience had me sold, right? When I yeah, that's what had me sold. The dudes practice; it's gorgeous, right? Like. His lab, neat, arranged, organized, right? Like the way that he wanted it to be. Only three, uh, you know, operatories. Of course, he could hire more staff, but he he would like kind of like tell you like the over, the overhead and all that type of stuff. But the fact of the matter was, it was just that the way that he handled his practice and the way that it felt felt like I yeah, this is something that I, I want to put myself into. But yeah, definitely, you, if you don't get a feel of it, you're kind of just walking into the you know, fire with no protection. Exactly. Um, I, I'll add a little bit <laughs> if I can. Um, so I haven't as well, but shadowing, just like when you go to dental school, when you were trying to apply to dental school, I believe you had to shadow, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I don't know if they'll take you seriously if you haven't shadowed a prosthodontist. I, I, if I was the interviewer, I wouldn't 
but like you won't see exactly what's happening or what's up if you haven't. Um, so I feel like that's a for sure thing you should do. Try your best to find one. I know it's a small community, but we're here. I promise you, we're here. <laughs> but um, even research as well. Um, I feel like things, if you can do it, do it. If not, I don't think it hurts you. But if you have the opportunity to do externships, research, anything extra, extracurricular, please do it. Um, anything will help. And I want you all to have the best chance possible, please. <laughs> so we, you, you know, you guys have your total application. You know, you filled out your CV. You have your personal statement. You have your list of schools. You have your letters of recommendation. And then your shadowing experience. So then now you are offered an interview. Were they in person? Were they virtual? What were some like weird questions or off the wall questions that you got, you know, um, or any tips for those that are going into interviews? Uh, just like you want to you want to go first? Because I already know what I'm about to say. It's about to go off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So most of mine were um, virtual, which was actually a detriment because you won't be able to see the facility, um, meet the residents. I mean, in per I think I got, yeah, actually for some programs, I got to meet um, the residents virtually. But being there, being in the area, getting to see how the surrounding places look, how the facilities, just seeing the facilities, just that is was beneficial. So Ohio, where I'm going, that was the only place I had an in um, in-person interview. Um, the the virtual interviews, I feel like I sweat with all of them. Anxiety, sweat everywhere. <laughs> so I legit found the place in my house, which was actually that wall, and the lighting was so awkward. I had a whole lamp trying to illuminate my face. Had my hair back. <laughs> it was it was a cup of tea. But just if you do the uh, virtual interviews, um, just find a comfortable spot. It was very awkward for me. I feel like I did the most. But just know my face was seen. Not like today. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, they, okay. So virtually, one school I did not care for. I don't know if I should say the name. No. Okay. <laughs> so they were really just about numbers. Uh, they're like, how many crowns have you done? How many dentures have you done? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, sir, we're in a pandemic. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> but I was like, okay. I said what I had to say. Blah, blah, blah. And I had, it was like this vibe, like, okay, no. But all the others... Um, I believe I had seven interviews and all the others were very chill, very laid back. They just wanted to get to know you, um, see if you would be a great blend with their people. Um, just, yeah, they're just trying to get to know you. I, I was stressed for no reason, but they were just trying to get to know you. Just be yourself. Um, remember what you wrote down because they'll bring up random stuff sometimes just to um start a conversation but like for instance i just 
I, I think they were just like, what do you do for fun or something? And I'm like, I'm trying to learn how to cook. I just got an air fryer. The whole conversation was about the air fryer, which was awesome. <laughs> they even gave me a recipe because I, all I did was make tan tots. Like what? <laughs> but um, just be yourself. Just like the, I think the dental school one was kind of like that as well, but a little more serious. But um, be yourself. If you do an in-person, come ready, look nice, um, be on time, um, and just be confident in what you're trying to do. Um, because this is the part where you can also ask them, see if they're the best fit for you as well. So it's a two-way street. It's not only you in the center of attention. You need to make sure that place is best for you as well. So they're being interviewed as well. Come with questions. Be ready. That's it. <laughs> Man, yeah, she hit the points. Yeah, definitely don't. And I think you, you tell you already know that just because that you're in professional school does not necessarily mean that you can't be yourself. You just have to be your professional self. You know what I mean? Like all those, um, when you get an interview, uh, I had three interviews, right? And I believe I would have had more if, cause me, like I said before, me and Justine, we had the same schools. The difference is, is that she was diligent. I wasn't, all right? She, put, she, she sent her applications on time and before time was due. Mine was a little bit closer to, most of the due dates. So that just tells you to be like, you could get more opportunities if you do things on time. Um, but I had on virtual plus in-person also I went to Ohio state for the in-person interviews, uh, what they're expecting. I believe what they're doing for POS. I don't know if it's for every school, but I know for Ohio state is you pull up, you know, they chop it up with you, right. They're going to give you a little, um, schedule, Right, like, hey, this is for our facilities, you know, man, this is where all the other schools are, right? This is the people that we don't care for, right? And yeah, you're gonna cut these two clips, you're gonna make a temporary, and then you're gonna draw RPD. You're gonna <laughs> it goes straight cross, like immediately. You're just like, yo, what? You gotta bring your loops, you're cutting. You you thought you were just coming there just to have a good little time. This gonna get to me. Nah, they wanna see your hands. Um, but <laughs> And then after that, then it was uh, the actual interview. And then, but majority of the interviews that I had were very chill. Um, let me get to know who you are, because just like what Justine was saying, it's a two-way street. You're not only interviewing, they're not only interviewing you, but you're also interviewing them. Because certain schools have like a very tight-knit like type of family, type of feel. They like really like band together type of like. This is the cross faction. This is the ortho faction. You know, like we're about to go to like mini war type of stuff. While others, there's a complete like separate um, society from like the faculty states faculty, right? The um, resident state arrest. Like it's no no mix and mingling. Like we're gonna stay professional at school and we're gonna keep it that way, right? So that's therefore you will have more fun with your residents versus your actual faculty. Right. And but they will tell you that they will actually like, you know, when you actually interview and tell us, because I remember at one of my interviews, which was a virtual interview, that mid interview, right, mid interview. Like it cut the string cut off my um, I did the interview on my phone, which please don't do. 
Um, I was on rotation um, after crazy. Yeah, I was on rotation, extra, um, delivering the tooth. Right. Had my um, what's called interview. I was in my scrubs. I wasn't didn't even look professional or anything like that. But they were just like, OK, you know, the conversation was going well during the interview. And then, boom, my phone died. I was just like, oh, Lord, have mercy. So I raced to my car, turned on my car, charged my phone. Right. And then immediately text the coordinator. I'm so sorry. I apologize. This is what happened. Blah, blah. If they like you, they'll give you an extra chance. So that's what actually happened. They hit me up saying like, yo, want to continue interview? I said, hell yes, I did. And so they allowed me, they, um, um, they pushed it out for about an hour. So I was done with my rotation. I rushed home, put on the fastest suit that I could put on, right? Looking at my roommates, I'm like, bro, do I look professional? He's like, mm, I don't like the tie. Fix that up, right? It got me right. So I, the rest of the interview, I'm suited up and booted, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, you know, they hit me some questions, and then it's like, you got any questions for me? I was just like, you damn right I do. I didn't curse, of course. Um, but I just told them, like, yo, you know, how's family? If I want to start a family over there, you know what I mean? Right? If I have, like, a spouse or a partner, and um, how's the family life going to be over there? How's the environment? Uh, can, is there... Is, is it a city type of like complex or is it kind of like laid back? Can I talk to the faculty? Can I go? And it sounds weird, but can I go out to drinks with my faculty? You know what I mean? Right. Some people call that weird while other schools, but it's like, yes, you know, come on. Right. When during the interview, he was like, nah, nah. Residents stay residents. Faculty stay faculty. And I was just like, okay. That's how I knew that. Like, okay, this school's not for me. Right. Cause, um, it's just the vibe that they were just giving up. They were cool people. I'm blessed just to get an interview. But at the same time, what I heard from them didn't seem right to me. So if I got into that school, I would feel like, yo, you know, I'm kind of low-key wasting my time here. You know, I get what I got to do and get out. But if you're going to be in a place for, especially for residency, for three plus years, you definitely want to be comfortable. Like a lot of people kind of skip out that, a year is a long time, you know what I mean, right? And it could get to you. So don't don't waste your time on things that like feels that it's not important. Like there's a reason why, because when they ask you, they're gonna be like really asking you. I think that happened at Ohio State. They asked me to be just like, yo, um, how do you feel if you lived in Columbus? You know, like they would tell me like all the good views and blah blah blah. And then they'll ask me, like, do you have a wife? Who are you? And to be like, okay, they got, you know, get a good feeling because even the coordinator at Ohio, cool guy, cool guy. Like the conversation, like she was talking about air fryer. Me and this dude, were, we were talking about Michigan. And then I was like, yo, you know, I like working with my hands a lot. So how did you kind of like mix, you know, mix the two? He didn't just told me he was like, well, I brought work home. I wanted to see my family. I wanted to eat dinner with my family. So there's certain decisions I had to make to do that. And so this is what I do now. And he said, I don't regret it. It's cool. I like what I have to do. But it was he was being real with me versus trying to like, you know, spruce it up to be like, yeah, I don't do this, this and that. He just kept it 100 with me from the like 
very jump. This is what I do. This is why I do it. And I enjoy doing it. Yeah, like it's, it, it, it was great. It was a great time. But yeah, for the interviews, upsuited and confident, but be professional, but yourself. Don't ever forget that. You could try super hard to be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to be the best person ever. They see through that. Like, even just like, tell me if I'm alive. If when you went to Ohio State, right? And we did, when we did the process thing, we had to cut two preps. Everybody else's face, right? Was looking like, I must be the best. <laughs> I have to cut the best. While me and her, we came in very relaxed because we're just like, you know what? We know our ability. We're confident in what we know. So we're going to cut what we know. And then we're going to just leave it as that, right? I'll tell you, it, like, you know, like those cake shows, those little baked cake shows, and they're like really precise with the icing and stuff. That's what it looked like. Everybody was yes, yes. My finish line looks perfect. I mean, not touching tough stuff, but not really be yourself. Really be yourself. But of course, professional. So then is there any other type of advice that you would want to give to someone who is looking to apply into a prosthodontics residency uh, this upcoming year? I guess um, no for sure. Because as soon as you get in, it's going to be three years. Just remind yourself why. Um, if you don't know for sure, don't, I don't think you should. Mm-mm. I don't think you should. Um, if you're religious, pray. Pray as hard as you can and um, ask God to guide you because that's what I did. He opened the door to exactly where I need to be. I would say, what well, other stuff? Don't. Yeah, I, just the same thing she was saying. Just be, be wary of when you're applying for residency. There's different loads that a lot of people take. Um, and process one of those loads that it's not just a, um, a clinical component. It's also a lab, heavy, heavy lab component. If you're going to do pros, if you don't like being in the lab, don't touch pros. Don't, don't, don't even try it. it like it's, it's, if it's not you, it's, it's cool. If you don't, if you, if you <laughs> like Tay said it best, like she don't like pros, you know what I mean? She don't want to even touch the stone and things like that. And it's okay. It's, it's, t- it's perfectly fine. Some people like to be dirty with the stone. Some people don't want to be dirty with the stone, right? Because they already told us that it's late night work that, you know, after clinics is done, you know what I mean? Right. You do all your notes and stuff right now. Um, it's the lab part, especially for the first year. I think for the most pros, um, residencies that the first year you are the lab, you're producing everything yourself. So if you mess up, congratulations, Genesis, which means start all over again. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're not willing to deal with that type of busy work, plus also now having the responsibility as being a doctor because you're no longer a student. I think those are the biggest two things. If you're not comfortable, yeah, if you're not comfortable with the um, lab component, don't, I'll say, don't even try to look at pros. Don't even, don't, don't even touch it. Um, there's a quote. No, no, that's not a quote. But my professor, um, he was like saying, oral surgeons just extract, not just, I should say like, 
not just, but they ex- do their thing. They do their procedure, extracting whatever, and then they l- dismiss their patient. But prosthodontists, we are married to our patients. So just remember that they'll be coming back if anything is wrong. Adjustments of RPDs, all these things, you are married to your patient. So if you don't want to see your patient again, that's another thing. <laughs> um, but pros, we're a, a wonderful community, small but important. <laughs> but I feel like if you decide to do this path it'll be fulfilling if it is for you and I hope it is for you and I say it again pray if you are religious God will guide you to where you need to be if you have to do um, GPR um, for a year or two before you do it fine that's fine but if not, and go straight like I am, just have a um, your reason why. Because there'll be days, like just in dental school, I don't want to do this no more. But have that reason. Remind yourself what you're doing and keep at it. Yes. And you got this. Proud of you already. <laughs> Man, just to add on. But yeah, definitely start by getting a hobby. You need some type of outlet. Because the burnout is crazy. It happens to all of us, um, especially going through like professional school. Uh, I had moments that like I had <laughs> during pure, I think not even practicals. I think just practice alone when just cutting a prep, I just kept messing up. I was just like, yeah, I'm about to go to Chick-fil-A. Like, <laughs> like as simple as that, just to get my mind off of it so I could reset myself. But yeah, this is a definitely very lengthy profession pros and so just hopefully that if you got some type of way like i said if you already if you don't like the lab work already then it's like yeah you like why are you doing it but if you're going to be in the lab for hours it's people who told us that like they've been in lab since one o'clock in the morning and then next day they still have to come back around like seven so if you're like if you're not used to that then or have some type of outlet to be just like you know damn you know this was a really crazy week i can't wait for friday you know like you have something to look forward to to get you through because that time that you spend there at those residencies is going to be it's going to be drooling you know what i mean right there's going to be a lot more than just the schoolwork that's going to be involved right now you're dealing with patients now you're dealing with um admins you're now dealing with a chief resident and chief you're a coordinator Right. They're going to show you their true colors, you know, when they you know, when you actually get into the mix. But it's not going to be as difficult as you believe it's so, as long as you have a way to, you know, outlet your source. Because if you don't find some way, a way will find you. Right. And I know some people who definitely went off on their own patience just because of just built up stress. So definitely find something that you like to do for fun that you already told them at the interview. So you just continue doing that. So, you know, enjoy your life at the same time. Welcome to the best profession ever. Yeah. No, Dennis. (laughs) 
Yeah, you definitely want to know if Pross is for you. I quickly knew um, that Pross was not for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because I mean, even with sitting next to Bradley ever since D1 year, you know, because we're just we're uh, lab neighbors because of our last name. Like he was good at waxing up the cones ever since first semester D1 year. You know, his was like a nice, perfect little um, ice cream cone. Mine was like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Like, it was just awful. Like, I, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to touch wax like this anymore. I can't do this. So, um, but yeah, definitely you really want to know if um, PROS is for you, if you really enjoy that lab work, uh, talking with, uh, you know, residents and building those relationships, shadowing to see if that's something that you want to be a part of. So we learn these fundamentals when applying to dental school we need to do that same thing and apply it to our postgraduate dental plans um, to move forward in our career. Um, so Ghislaine, Bradley, any Instagrams or emails that uh, people can reach out to you and form a connection? So I'm terrible with emails and I'm definitely trying to do better. <laughs> so my personal email is G Cohen, G C O H E N 303 at gmail.com. And my Instagram is <laughs> J U S T L A I N. Uh, well, you could reach out to me. I'll, I'll, I'll be real with y'all. Me, um, and like social media, we, we not the best friends. Like, is, if you hit me up, I'll, I'll definitely hit you back. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> uh, but my Instagram tag is um, Iway Nation, I-W-E-N-A-T-I-O-N. Um, yeah, if you have any questions, you know, you can definitely hit me up. Uh, but yeah, but if you hit me up, I'll definitely, you'll definitely get a reply back from me. I'll, that's all I got. <laughs> All right. Well, definitely appreciate both of you guys uh, for being here today and sharing your advice on your prosthodontics journey. I can't wait to hear how you guys are in residency. So we're definitely going to follow, follow up and circle back, you know. <laughs> um, but that is all we have for today. Thank you for sitting with us at the table. And remember to stay flossing and keep flossing. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.